Party people. I don't know why I started it like that. It works. It's kind of fun. people. Um, welcome to another episode of Make Him Known. Happy March 1st. Oh my goodness. Is that when this is coming out? That's ridiculous. Isn't that crazy? Like we're yeah, literally, like, l- it's yes. March. We've that's, already done four episodes. This is the fifth episode this insane. year. That's insane. And that means that we're two episodes away from our th- two no. year. No. Like literally, I, that's my brain crazy. actually can't comprehend that. Time is so strange. We need to do an analogy on time at some point. Oh, a metaphor good. on time. Someone write that down. Yeah, someone. <laughs> by someone, we mean one of you listening because we yeah. have no one else here. <laughs> There's no one else here. It's just the two I'll of have us. my people talk to your to people. You. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. It's time is a weird thing, man. But we are happy that you are listening today. We're excited about another metaphor. And um, we also hope that you enjoyed Stories with Wynn and Andrea. Yeah. Last episode. If you haven't listened to it, go check it out. It was so lovely to have four people yeah, and, to, cool. and to hear their them share just like yeah i love i love marriage and so i love like when people who are married like talk because yeah. i love like the banter yeah that's like between married people yeah it's very fun it's fun and like i've heard their story many times just through asking them questions or hearing them tell it to other people but i pretty sure i learned something new like every single time and i think i said that on the podcast you did, and then yeah. i we got home and my mom was like what was it that you didn't know like what did you learn and now i can't remember um off the top of my head but yeah exactly so <laughs> yeah so that was cool so we hope you guys enjoyed that and uh yeah hopefully we can do stuff like that again like have four people on yeah be fun i don't know what we would do or we could even have like friends like two friends that's that true. want to come on and share and talk a story. about something yeah so true, true. cool we, yep, yeah we go. can just do it i love that yeah very good well you want to do some fun facts yeah okay i have a pretty fun fact i know and i'm i love this fun fact about you i'm like I so it. i'm so proud of myself so um last on the long weekend the family day long weekend um jonathan and i went up with a couple of friends actually peter was one of them and his yeah. wife heather we went up to their cottage and we spent the whole weekend there and it was so relaxing so nice like it was perfect and everyone was kind of like reading things yeah. and i was like well when everyone else reads like what do what do i do and then read. i was like I could, I could, I guess I could read. <laughs> and um, there was a book that my mother-in-law purchased on the, on her Kindle yeah. um, years ago. And I was like, oh, can I like sign in and, and read that? Yeah. I said that like years ago. And she's like, of course. Never did. Yeah. Like never, ever did that. So when I was at the cottage, I was like, hey, I could start this. It's a book that I would like tangibly have like yeah. with me because I can bring my iPad with me, whatever. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm just going to start reading it. And then I started reading it and I just like couldn't put it down, which is crazy because for any of you who have listened or know me, you know that I am not a reader. Yep. And so I was like so proud of myself. And I finished this whole book in five, five days. Yep. Like from Sunday That's to Friday. Impressive. I finished it. Yep. That's like the whole thing. I'm so proud of myself. I'm proud like of you so too. So excited, and um, it was this. It was the book by Jackie Hill Perry, uh, "Gay Girl, Good God," which I always actually mess up that title and I say "Good Girl, Gay God," and I'm like, nope, nope. that's not it. That not is that one. Nope. <laughs> um. Anyways, it's an incredible book. If you haven't read it, I encourage you to read it. And I I'm second gonna, thought. I'm gonna read a little bit of it later. So yeah. stay tuned. It's cool how it all got connected. It's and so Becky had told me that she was reading a book. I don't know why I didn't ask you what book it was, but I just didn't i was just like don't ask questions just be happy she's reading a book and yeah. so <laughs> and so then today when we're like planning out the episode and everything i was like oh so what book was it and she goes gay girl good god and i'm like girl we're in my apartment right now and i'm like it's right that like i read it when it first came out yeah. love that book i tell everybody that they need to read yeah. it so i'm so happy that you enjoyed it yeah I have so many books that I haven't read because I don't read, but I like, and that was a book that I wanted to buy so right. that I could read. Right. Um, but then I couldn't tell, like I couldn't justify buying it because I'm like, it's going to be another one of those books that I buy yeah. and don't read. So the fact that it was already purchased, thank you, Tammy, um, yeah. was like a huge reason for my Dutch soul to actually want to read it. My Dutch soul. Love Anyways. So, oh, <laughs> so that's my fun fact. Love it. Love yeah, it was it. a good time. It's a good book. This I'm realizing that our fun facts are kind of like they're both counter to our personalities. Yeah. So you're not a reader and you read a book. Um, I this is groundbreaking news, guys. You are one of 
the first people to hear this i've yeah she told me she's like before like i she t- she told me what it was before the episode and i was my jaw was on the floor and she's like, like yeah i've only told two people yeah and i'm like, like as if this is like a groundbreaking but like, piece of information Becky that everyone was actually needs shocked to know. she's I like, actually what? was not gonna lie so you've heard it here first i have a f- new favorite movie I don't even think you told me what the movie was. I didn't purposely because I want you to find out with everybody else. Um, So if you've listened to previous episodes, you would know that my old favorite movie was The Princess Bride. I I can't believe there's a little part of my soul that literally just like died inside saying my old favorite movie, Princess Bride. I will love you forever. Um, But (laughs) Becky's laughing at me. Um, But a maybe like a year ago or so, um, I stumbled across this movie called Stardust. Oh my god, it's very Princess Bride esque. Like so it has similar vibes. Esther, what did you call not Esther, what did you call Elizabeth Town? Yeah. It I would say this one's not quite in Elizabeth Town, but it is not a very well known movie. Like some people know about it, but it is it's very interesting. Like it's mm. it has a very interesting storyline to it. Um, and I showed it to Raya, and then she ended up loving it. And now I keep finding people who are like, "Oh my goodness, that's such an underrated movie!" And I like would watch it over and over again. And then all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh my goodness, I think I like this more than The Princess Bride." I can't even believe that. I know, right? Like I need to so, like, but touch your forehead. This, and see I know, if you're feeling but this okay. just goes to show that like I'm not one of those people who's just like, "Oh, The Princess Bride is my favorite" because it's always been my favorite. If something comes along that beats out something, then it's worthy of that spot. You know what I mean? That's crazy. So one day Stardust would potentially not be my favorite movie. I don't know. You could go back to loving Princess Bride. True. I'm becoming more flexible, guys, and okay with change. And for that, I am proud of myself. Yeah, that's weird. Becky's a reader, and I'm okay with change. I'm I'm not a reader yet. Reading one book in five days does not make me a reader. If I, in these next five days, read another Another book, book, then you can call me a reader. There you go. Or at least a, a reader in this season. Yeah. That's there you it, go. probably. Go. Yeah. Oh, it's man. pretty exciting. There you go. Okay. Awesome. Well, we have a pretty exciting podcast today. I can I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's obviously metaphorically speaking, as you see from the title and um the picture if you saw on Instagram. If you don't follow us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram, yeah. make him known dot amen. I yeah. <laughs> um and on facebook too yeah and um did you know fun fact you can follow us on apple podcasts or um or spotify Spotify, and you can be notified when new episodes come out and fun fact we were just told today told by the people of anchor on the website when i signed in we have 51 people following us on spotify which blows my mind because that's a lot of people yep like I'm pretty proud of you guys. So, sometimes I and that's think, only Spotify. Yeah, sometimes I think we get so obsessed with like not we, but like in general, people get obsessed with numbers, and we're just like we're just God gives us metaphors, and we're doing it, and if it blesses one person, fantastic, like goal complete, right? Mm-hmm. But then sometimes one person worded it to me one time that like imagine if you like you presented what you're talking about on your podcast, and like 50 people came to your house to listen, and you're like wow yeah that would be wild but that's what you just physically can't see it so it's not as tangible you know so it's really cool that people listen so thanks guys yeah it's pretty exciting so thank you for this community and we're very blessed Mm -hmm. we are very thankful very blessed so i'm gonna pray and then we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna run a race how do i how do i say that i was gonna say we're gonna jump in but it's not metaphorically speaking pool like anyways but when we do metaphorically speaking pool that that's what you're gonna say oh it's gonna be good stay tuned yeah okay let's pray together oh father we thank you so much for this time that we have together and just these moments and for everyone who is listening we just pray lord that you would just show up for them today that you would open their eyes to see you that you would make yourself known in their life um in a season where maybe they haven't seen you in a long time Mm -hmm. father allow yourself to be seen um And Lord, I just am so grateful for this community of people who listen, um, some that we know and some I'm sure that we don't know. And we just thank you so much that they have taken the time to listen to um, this episode and other episodes. And we just pray, Lord, that you are glorified through all of this, that through these through these podcasts, through this episode, that people would just be loving you more than they do right now. And I'm just so excited for this metaphor, Lord. And I feel like there's so much that we can glean from it. And so I just pray that you would be helping us to apply these things to our lives and and um yeah lord we just pray that you would you'd be teaching us today 
And um, yeah, we just pray that we would love you more and make you make you known, make make you known. Yeah, yeah that made sense. Yep. Okay, I was like, what's it make him known? Anyways, make you known more than you are right now in our lives, Lord. We are very grateful, and we just pray these in Jesus these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Words. English hard is hard, man. I'm like tripping. Over I think here. you're so used to saying make him known because we're talking to other people about God, but at that time we were talking I was to, like, to God. God. I so was like, you make him make yeah. you known. And then I was like, is known then the right word still? I literally oh man. I was like, Do I have to You like, had an English brain for Oh, it? and I teach English for Pete's sake. My That's goodness. Funny. Okay. Oh man. Okay. So yes, uh, we are we're talking about running a race today. A a literal race. A literal race and a spiritual race and a metaphorical race. All the races. Crazy. Yeah. So um, if you are familiar with your Bible, you're probably familiar with this metaphor. Um, Paul talks about it a lot, how um, he uses a race as an analogy for our faith journey, our walk with um, Jesus. And um, yeah, so it's, it's an interesting thing to compare. I have personally only ever run like short races like I did the 100 meter dash in um, track and field because I'm not good at endurance (laughs) I'm like boom and then done like I just want to like sprint as fast as I possibly can and then be have it over with you know I um I used to be a marathon runner I'm just kidding. I was like, um, <laughs> Anna looked at me. No, I I've never run before. No. I've always loved the idea of becoming a runner. I have not, but I I my, I have bad knees. Yeah, same. so I run to the to the fridge. That's it. Yep, <laughs> that's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, I also I would rather go on like a walk or like play a sport or something to get exercise than to go on a run. But for all all, all you out there who do run kudos to you. We're man. gonna have a race part two, and then all just the ways that running and things like that like actually really? physically really oh, that go. would be cool that would be cool like you need good shoes and true true how see we, yeah, there's so many the aspects i know but today we're yeah focusing on the race aspect of it and kind of to start out we wanted to talk about um the intentionality that needs to go into our race with Jesus. So as we talk today, think about the race as like your life, right? Mm -hmm. And specifically your life, meaning when you choose to follow Jesus, like that's the start of your race. Um, And that kind of goes along with the intentionality of it. Like when you're signing up for a marathon, you don't just happen upon a marathon and go sure I'll join like you have to be intentional with it you have to train like Mm -hmm. I know people who literally like get up every morning and they are running and they're training for whatever it is a half marathon a marathon um just any old race like whatever it is they're training for it and then you also have to like literally sign up like you can't just like show up to most races so you have to like put your name down kind of thing and I think that's a good analogy for you don't just happen to make your way to heaven like you don't happen to just like you know follow Jesus you have to just you have to decide intentional decision exactly right and so you have to decide to make that decision so if if you haven't done that before like this is an opportunity right like to make that decision right now and with that decision comes commitment. Like yes. if you're going to sign up for a marathon, but then not take it seriously on the day that the marathon starts, yeah. there's no point. It, there's no, there's no way it would work. So and like, you're not going to make it to the end. Yeah. Same with Christianity. Like if you're going to sign up, it reminds me of like the parable of the sower. Yeah. Like there, it's like, there's good soil, bad soil, rocky soil, things like that. Like if you are going to, um, like, take your faith, take your walk with the Lord, your race with the Lord seriously. Like you have to be committed and like legit actually run it. And that starts with just signing up because I think we have to remember that just one step at a time, right? Because sometimes you think about, oh my goodness, like halfway through the marathon when I'm going to be so tired and it's like, okay, don't think about that right now because that's not a right now problem. Like Mm -hmm. just start with training and like signing up, right? And so that's the same like with God. He is going to walk metaphor intended um (laughs) pun intended i'm like he's gonna walk alongside you but like the very first step is surrendering your life and asking jesus to um forgive you of your sin and to make him the lord of your life and Mm -hmm. make him um yeah just the person your number one person right the person that you're gonna follow the person who's at the end who's at the finish line that you're gonna keep your eyes like fixed upon Mm -hmm. right so yeah wherever you are in your journey right now like if you're listening to this and you've never made that commitment like 
there isn't a special thing that you have to do. There isn't a like certain person you have to be. Like it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, where how you're living, you are. how fit you are. <laughs> exactly. Like step one is just saying, okay, Jesus, like I surrender my life to you. And then yeah. you go from there. Um, so yeah, it's, it says in scripture that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, like you will be saved. So that's, that's the sign up. Like that's, how, that's all yeah. you got to do. That's step one. Right. Yeah. Um, and in Hebrews, um, the author talks about it. He says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance this race marked out for us Mm -hmm. and that's kind of just like an intro to what we're talking about today and I don't know about you guys but I'm a competitive person so when I hear like the author talk about this or when Paul talks about running the race it like pumps me up because I'm like okay let's go like let's do (laughs) this right and don't get me wrong I do not feel that way all the time like there are there are times where I'm like discouraged and I don't want to keep going and if we're relating it to a race my legs hurt and you're like pushing through and we're going to talk about like all the different kind of phases of a race too um but it's just cool that um scripture talks about that and uses that analogy Mm because whether you've actually physically run a race or not I think it's something we can all relate to yeah you know yeah and I I love how you described this race as a marathon because it's not it's not like a sprint the the race of life is not a sprint because that's what happens when we get burnt out when we just get tired you become weary of doing these things and um we have to take small steps in order to like find our groove to find out how to actually run this race yeah because i think when we hear like run the race um with perseverance like i think when we hear the word run we're like okay we gotta like get there we have to go fast but i think like the the perseverance part of it is like okay this is what it's gonna take some time we gotta like take yeah. one step at a time and remember that we're walking with the Lord. Yeah. And it was cool because this morning in church, um, my friend Ryan, who is a pastor at our church, so yeah. I, I can say pastor Ryan, but I've never called him that yeah. ever before in my life. But he was talking about how, um, in when you're having conversations with someone, or if you're going for a walk with someone, you're not going to be like 40 steps ahead of the person mm. that you're talking to. Yeah. And if you're walking with Jesus, but you're 40 steps ahead of them, like what kind of relationship are you going to yeah. have? And th- this like t- this idea of race is the same thing. Like you don't want to be going too fast that you're like skipping out on the journey with Jesus. Yes. Like yeah. you want to be walking with with the Lord and yeah. keeping in step with the with spirit. spirit. That's from Galatians five. Yeah. That's a beautiful verse, like to stay in pace in yeah. line, which sometimes that can feel like it's fast, but like if you're with the Lord and you're staying, keeping in step with the spirit, it's going to be at just the right pace. Yeah. And there's different phases of a race as well. Like usually you don't want to like full on sprint at the beginning, but you want to get like a good groove in there at the beginning. But then I remember in track I did hundred meter dash. So it was just like, boom, done in like three seconds. You know what I mean? It's so fast. Then I moved up to 200 meter and I thought it's only double it. And I tried to sprint the whole thing. Oh my goodness. I died. Like halfway through, I was like, I literally was like, I, I can't. Like, I just stopped and started walking. Yeah. Like, I couldn't do it, right? And it's the same in our faith. I think you go through, like, this phase at the beginning when you first become a Christian, and you're just, like, gung-ho. you're so gung-ho, and you're, like, so excited. And that's awesome. That is not a yeah. bad thing. But it is, unfortunately, I think, going to fade because we just live in a sinful, broken world, right? And you get discouraged. But I think an important part of our faith is, like, finding your groove and taking those small steps. Because, like, for example, it took me many years to figure out what worked for me with doing, like, spending time with God and doing my Bible reading. And, like, figuring out what time of day to do that at. Like, how do I, how many chapters do I read? Like, how do I take notes? Like, that sounds kind of silly, but, like, those are all things that you actually have to figure out. And it's not going to look the same as anybody it's else. It's not cookie cutter. Right? So you have to find your groove. And so when I remember my gym teacher would say like, okay, when you're doing like a 2K, you can't just sprint all the way. And he was like, you're going to have to find like your pace. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I think it's the same in our walk with God. Like it's not going to look the same for everyone, but you have to find what works for you. And that is a little bit through like trial and error. Like there were years where I read my Bible in the evening 
did not work, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I started reading it in the morning and it worked so much better. And then I was like, okay, I can't just read it and not take notes, but I'm a very visual person. So I read one chapter and I have a illuminated Bible so I can take notes on the side and like circle things and do stuff like that. So like, that's what works for me. Right. But it took time to figure that out and that's okay. And that might work for you right now in this yes. season. And in 10 years, it might not work exactly. for you. Like, yeah. I think it's so important to always be, I'm going to say it again, keeping in step with the spirit because there are certain times that like doing exactly that will work. And then doing that in 10 years. Yeah. Like I said, won't work. So you just have to know what what works in each season. We're constantly growing and changing and reaching new spots in the race. Right. Cause like some races are just like on a track and like nothing is different, but you think of races where, um, you reach a terrain, like where you have, Mm. you then run differently during those times. Right. It's not like you said, cookie cutter, you're going to have different phases of your life. You're going to be on mountaintops. You're going to be in valleys. You're going to be in between stages where life just kind of seems to be like mundane and just chill you know like and so we we have to be careful that our feelings don't take over and react to that but you do you do run differently during those times right you need different things and I think the more you run and the more you train the more your body is like okay Mm -hmm. I got this and then that means that you can do more and you're able to do more it's the same with the Lord yeah like at the beginning your time with the Lord might look very Different. cookie cutter for for an yeah. example to say like this is what works for now and then in 10 years it might look more like you start with like silence and solitude and you yeah. move to prayer and then yeah. you read the bible and then you meditate and then like it could look very different than yeah. it does now and you wouldn't have had the capacity to do that at the beginning of the race mm-hmm. but because of the endurance and the perseverance that you have and the training and the upbuilding of muscles yeah. if you will like your yeah. spiritual muscle it like you're able to to do that and and get more from it yeah exactly spending time with the lord and i think too like we learn from our mistakes as well right Mm -hmm. like when i ran the 200 meter and like died halfway through i'm like okay never gonna do that again like i learned i can't sprint like i think a lot of people they they do kind of go all all out and they overcommit themselves maybe and then they burn out and they're like "Mm, can't do that again and it's the same when like you're running and you reach a part where like terrain or like a hill and then you're like oh man that didn't work so like however you did it so it's like oh the next hill that I see coming I gotta try something different like don't just do don't just make the same mistake over and over again right like we're so guilty of doing that but like Mm -hmm. if you try something out for a week when it comes to whatever it is your bible reading your prayer and you're finding it's not working for you switch it up like you know or even if it works for like you said 10 years and then all of a sudden you're like man I feel like I'm not getting anything out of this switch it up you know Yeah. yeah It's beautiful. Yeah. And I think one thing, like when I think about a marathon, I think about a bunch of people in their like workout gear with like a sticker on their chest. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. it's, but I think of a bunch of people, like everyone is running their own race and everyone is doing their own individual um, they're, they're on their own individual journey, but they're together with people. And I think that's such a beautiful part of the Christian, um, life Mm -hmm. is the joy of being able to do life together. Like I'm so thankful for the people that the Lord has put into my life that I'm able to talk to like about spiritual things and about have those spiritual conversations and know that like, I'm not alone in what I'm going through those people that will pray for me and things like that. Like it's such a blessing um, to have just community. Yeah. And I think like so many people who go to the gym or who work mm-hmm. out in to quote unquote train for a marathon yeah. or whatever, like you try and go with someone yeah. because there's accountability there. Yes. And yeah. I think like, it's the same thing. Like, Oh, you're trying something new in your quiet time. Do yeah. it for a little bit and I'm going to hold you accountable and yeah. then we'll chat. And like, it's the, like life is not meant to be lived alone. And I think it's so beautiful to have that accountability. Yes. So long as that accountability is not like a discouragement, yes. but an encouragement. Yeah. Cause I know it's easy if you're running a race to be like, Oh, they're running so much faster, Yes, but not to take that as a discouragement to be yeah. like, I'm worthless and I'm never going to finish this race, Yeah, it, but take it as like a, Oh, 
I, I got to keep going. Yeah. Like, I just got to keep running. And that's the next portion of it. Like, we were talking about intentionality, but something else that I've been, like, realizing as God's been teaching me about this metaphor is that it's also personal, right? Mm-hmm. Like, exactly what you were just talking about. Like, it is your own personal journey. Like, at the beginning, when I said, like, you have to commit, you have to sign up, like, so to speak, right? You have to surrender your life to Jesus. No one else can do that for you. Yeah. Your parents can't make you a Christian. You aren't, you aren't automatically a Christian. They can treat you for it yes. but you have to sign yourself up exactly right um your teacher your pastor like if you just hang out with a bunch of christians if you're a good person that that doesn't make you a part of the race right like mm-hmm. it's personal it's your own personal decision um that no one else can do for you and in that there's always that balance of it's personal but there's a community aspect to it because what you were yep. just saying too is that you don't want comparison to creep into your life because we were talking about this out of bible study and like the light bulb so went off for me that when you're running you can't look at your past like you can't mm-hmm. look behind you you they you like, will fall you have to keep <laughs> your eyes fixed on what you're trying to like aim for right like you have to keep your eyes fixed on moving forward and the finish line whether you can see the finish line physically or not you have to yeah. just look forward because yeah if you turn around you're gonna fall down and why beat yourself up for a part of the race you've already run? Mm-hmm. There is no going back and redoing it, right? Like you can't redo your like the starting line. You can't redo the first like 10 minutes. You've passed that already. And the beauty of it is that as a Christian, when we do surrender our lives and ask God to forgive us, like he wipes all of that, like our past behind us, right? Like he's not holding our past against us. And yet I think we hold our past against us Hmm. way more than God. Like God doesn't. And yet we don't have grace for ourselves and we beat ourselves up. But it's like, time machines don't exist right yeah, and there's so you, no benefit to doing that anyway yeah now like i said earlier you can learn from your past you can be like man didn't handle that hill very well so i'm going to do better the next time yeah. but you can't beat yourself up for it because it's it's already there but then also something else i think is that there's two aspects of comparison that we can get into when we're like running our race we either look at the people behind us and judge them and mm. say like man i'm doing so good like i'm ahead of them in this race or we look at the people like you said that are in front of us and we're like why am I not there like man they're running so well and we can be encouraged by people that are doing well but never should we compare and Mm -hmm. people who are ahead of us in the race because they've been a Christian longer than us or they've had more experiences or whatever it is they can encourage us and teach us and say hey man this is how I did this aspect of the race or this portion of the race but you don't compare yourselves because it's a personal journey mm-hmm. when you get to a finish line the people at the finish line that are cheering that give you your medal or your participation badge or whatever it is they don't go man Anna like what Jimmy is like back there like why didn't you help him no the race is for you personally yep. and when we get to have one day and we stand before God, he's not going to ask us to, he's not going to, we're not going to be held accountable for other people's lives. We're going to be held accountable for how we ran the race and how we affected other people, Mm -hmm. but not for their personal journey. Right. So Mm -hmm. we have to be encouraged and uplifted by each other, but not compare the race to each other. Mm -hmm. And I, as you were saying that, like, I was just picturing like, some of those races where people fall and like some people run past, but then some people will like stop and help them. I love those videos. And I think how, how important that is in the Christian walk, because the thing is people will fall. They Mm -hmm. will step away from the faith or stumble or whatever it is. And like, if you can be one of those Christian friends who are loving, not judgmental Mm -hmm. and who just with open arms just says, give me your hand. We're going to keep going and we're going to go slow. Like it doesn't, there doesn't have to be this, like you have to get back to where you were like by yourself. Yeah. Yes. Like there's not an expectation for that because we're all in community because we're all in it together. And like you said, you're responsible for your own race, Yeah, but you can also help others with yes. theirs. Like we're not meant to run alone. Yeah, exactly. And that's why like, it's so hard because everything in life is a balance. Like yep. living a healthy life means living a balanced life. So it's taking responsibility for yourself and understanding that like, Jesus and I are going through this together kind of thing. But then also like, yeah, 
you never a race wouldn't be a race if it was like one person just by you your, know, can you imagine own. like yeah. the boston marathon is just like one dude signed up and is like running yeah. that would like make no sense you know yeah so yeah that's a that's a cool aspect and i i kind of got this idea of like not looking to to who's beside you but like keeping your eyes fixed on jesus from second kings 22 verse 2 it says he did it's talking about josiah here um king josiah he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and followed completely the ways of his father, David, not turning aside to the right or to the left. Mm. So again, David had run like a pretty good race. You know what I mean? Like God said that he was, um, uh, oh, a man after his own heart. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. what it was. So like David did well and he like, s- like encouraged and set up people who would then join the race yeah, after him yeah. right but josiah didn't get distracted yeah exactly there's a whole nother aspect of it <laughs> but josiah didn't get distracted by what was going on around him right like he kept his eyes fixed on jesus um or on the lord at the time um and so followed in his ways mm-hmm. you know so that reminds me of isaiah i think it's 26 verse 5 this is going by memory so i'm not gonna yeah. I'm probably not gonna quote it perfectly um or even get the right reference for that matter but it it's it talks about this idea of like keeping your eyes fixed on on um the lord because when you do you will be in perfect peace Mm, yeah and i think that that is so true because even when it feels like it's complete chaos around you if you are focused and you are with perseverance with endurance running this race if you have the right focus you can be in perfect peace yeah, Pe- a piece 100%. that surpasses all understanding that yeah. just doesn't make sense. Exactly. Isaiah 26, 3 and 4. You were so close. It's not 5? Nope. What? Okay. <laughs> Readjusting my, yep. like, my... My understanding my notes in my yeah. brain yeah exactly you know? yeah no that's so true because sometimes there's just like absolute chaos going on around us right and so it's keeping our eyes on the finish line like keeping mm-hmm. our eyes on jesus because they also say like you hit what you are looking at yeah like when you're driving your car they're like don't look at like the accident that just happened or the curb on the side like that's what your your um hands will like turn the wheel and you'll head there whether you want to or not so like what we keep our eyes fixed on is so important and like reminding ourselves what the finish line truly is because sometimes like you said earlier life is a marathon and like it feels so long sometimes Mm -hmm. right and it's like oh man but our time on earth is actually going to be so short and remembering that like heaven is the goal like heaven is the mindset that we have to have in the finish line and trying Mm -hmm. to remember that and something that because I wasn't a long distance runner when I would be running I was just like I just have to keep going until the end there is an end the end is coming right and sometimes you need that mindset yeah. of and like I think having that like a heaven set mindset is yeah. a beautiful thing like it's it it's is almost like it's encouraged like yeah. you should um set seek first the kingdom of yes. heaven yeah and all else will be added yeah. unto you yeah exactly yeah um something else today at church we're recording this on a sunday obviously because you've said that too um but today we were singing um oceans throwback (laughs) (laughs) um and it's and i was i had in mind that we were recording this podcast today and so like god brought this new idea to my mind i've also been doing a lot of like reflecting still on 2022 because we're still early in 2023 and everything and there's a lyric that says um take me deeper than my feet could ever wander everyone is singing that in yeah their in their right heads now, yeah, yeah exactly um they're they've been brought back to 2015 yeah. <laughs> like we've transported them i feel like it's earlier than that uh, 2015 2014 2015 is when i learned it that's okay. i heard it okay. at heritage for the first time so in my brain that's what i go back to um but i was thinking about this idea that you don't just wander into a race and just happen to cross the finish line. You know what I mean? Like, again, back to the intentionality of it. And I think there are aspects of our lives where we sign up, we start the race, we get going, and then we get into like a little bit of like a mundane time, you know, and where it's just like, oh yeah, I'm a Christian and I wake up and I do my devos and then I go to church on Sunday and it just gets kind of constant and Mm -hmm. common and mundane. Mm -hmm. Um, And this... The word wander just really stuck into my mind. Like I 
had a lot of just opportunity to grow last year and I've just seen how God has grown me so much and I'm like I never would have accidentally gotten there. I would not be where I am today without God and without surrendering my life to him and opportunities to him and just the desire to grow to him. Like I wouldn't just happen to become better like on my own. Like Mm -hmm. it's through asking God like, hey, help deepen my faith. Help give me a greater capacity. Help me to have more opportunities to share my faith. Like all of these things, right? Mm -hmm. So like take me deeper than my feet could ever wander. We reach a point in the race, I think, where we're like, okay, we've gotten our groove down. We're like in step with the spirit. Like we figured out what we need to do. We're at that steady pace. And then we have to ask God, okay, push me. Mm -hmm. Like push me out of my comfort zone. Push me to go farther and faster and harder like and again there's a balance don't burn yourself out but there are things that we would never have the opportunity to do if we just stayed in our little comfort zone Mm -hmm. we would never just wander there on our own and so I was just thinking about that this morning and praying God like take me to places that I would never go to on my own Mm -hmm. and not physical places necessarily but just like yeah, opportunities that make me uncomfortable, but I know it's what you want me to do. Yeah. Like take me to places that I would never go to on my own to do things that I would never think I'm capable to do so that amazing things can happen for your kingdom, right? Yeah. And that's all part of growing. Yeah. Like yearning for more for more yeah. and for growth is like is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Knowing that like it's a, it's a whole balance of like trusting the Lord and even trusting where he's bringing us. Cause mm-hmm. I think sometimes we're like, I'm not ready to go there. Yeah. Like I can't do that. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, but if I trust you Lord and you're calling me there, therefore and I am ready. Yeah. Like, because he will equip you yeah. for everything he calls you to. Right. Yeah. He doesn't ask you to do something that he doesn't equip you for. Yeah. Right. And yeah. he knows us better than anyone else knows us. Even though exactly. we know ourselves. So yeah. he's like, nah, you got this. Yeah, exactly. He's like our biggest cheerleader. Yeah. And like, not even that we've got this, but he's got this and yeah. we're just the vessel. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it becomes we're just the footprints poem of yeah. Jesus, like carrying he's us. Carrying us. Exactly. Yeah. And I just, just for me personally, I've just seen so many awesome things in this past year and I'm just so excited about what God is doing in my life. And so I encourage you guys, like if you've been running this race for a really long time and you feel like you're a little bit in a comfort zone right now and you've got your groove and you're set to go, like pray that prayer and say, God, like take me places that I could never go to on my own like open up opportunities that I would never be able to like accomplish through my own strength because like he will do super cool amazing things through you and it's the it's the I get to be a part of this Mm -hmm. God does not have to use us man like he chooses chooses to use us like how wild is that I'm like getting so pumped about it because Mm -hmm. like he doesn't have to allow me to see all these cool things that he's doing or I don't have to like be a part of it he chooses to let me be a part of it and I just have to have an open hand and say like okay I'm on for the ride you know what I mean the obedience is the is our responsibility exactly and and after you see him do those things in your life it encourages you then to like keep going because you're like I want to see that happen again like that's so exciting right so I encourage you guys like pray that God would take you out of your comfort zone it's like a super scary prayer but like Mm -hmm. he does amazing things outside of your comfort zone like it's super cool yeah yeah and in in that moment you will grow and you will yeah go to places you've never been to before yep yep it's awesome yeah yep um I love this whole idea of a race because when I think of it I think of endurance like right off the bat because like when I think of a marathon or the race of life I know it's not going to be this like super quick thing and like you're done fast like we have to be intentional about like training ourselves in perseverance and endurance. And I think sin is a huge, huge part that stops us Mm -hmm. from running the race well. And um, in the book that I was reading by Jackie Hill Perry, um, Gay Girl, Good God, Mm -hmm. I have to like literally be very intentional about how I say it. Um, She has a chapter at the very end and it's it's titled Same Sex Attraction and Endurance. Mm. Because for those of you who don't know, she was... um, uh, 
attracted to women and she dated women and then the Lord like captivated her heart and changed the desires of her heart. And she is now married and she has kids and Mm -hmm. she is like, um, a a speaker. Like Mm -hmm. she is very, like the Lord has used her powerfully and it's so cool to see how she, where she was, who she was and who she is now and Mm -hmm. how the Lord was the one who changed that. And it's super cool because it really opens your eyes to see how, the Lord changes hearts, yeah. not just changes sin. Yeah. Like it was like uh, for her, like she shares her story and how, um, how like the Lord just didn't take away the attraction for women. Yeah. It was that he changed her heart yeah. and captivated her heart. Yeah. And like, anyways, it's a whole, it's a fabulous read book. Read the book. It's, I Do read it. it in six days. <laughs> like if a non-reader can read it in six days, you can you too. Can too. Yep. Um, so I'm just going to read a couple of little like, um, sections mm-hmm. and they might be long and I'm not like the greatest out loud reader. Okay. So I'm just going to go for it. But, um, there's a couple of sections where she talks about, um, same sex attracted Christians and the endurance and the race of like denying themselves yeah. and picking up the cross. Yeah, go for it. And I just wanted to say before, so that we can have the mindset when we're listening to you read this is that this doesn't just apply if you struggle with same sex attraction. Like this is for like, any like yeah any sin that you feel like you're living in that you can't that you have to endure through correct yeah yeah oh yeah and yeah. that was the part that i loved about this is yes. that it is applicable to everyone to every single person to all per- people yeah. all the time exactly um hit us so i'm gonna read it here we go okay lord help me <laughs> um so she says i've always wondered when they they being same-sex attracted christians but i would almost change it to say they being any sinful person yeah. um i've always wondered if when they became a disciple or thought of themselves to be one if they knew that following jesus not only meant I- eternal life but also a crucified one crucifixions were not only excruciating a word derived from crucifixion itself but they were slow a long sunsetting more than once kind of de- kind of death being crucified made certain that the death would arrive but when it chose to cut short the bloody waiting depended on time being disconnected from the historical understanding of crucifixion as it relates to time and not just our pain may be the reason for our partial grasp on Jesus's words of in Luke um 9:23 if anyone would come after me Um, Let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Um, We know this verse means dying to self, but how often have we seen it in the kind of patient, daily, drawn out dying that will come of of wearing our own cross? The one that's nailed to our back... that once sorry nailed to our back it will by no means mean that the sin we died to today will not return tomorrow for us to put it to death again and again Mm. until a season or a lifetime um uh, sorry again and again until after a season or a lifetime we discover it dead finally the crucified life is the life set on enduring until the end when once and for all the cross is replaced with the crown Mm. Oh, it's just the way she writes is so beautiful and so poetic and it's just so good. But I love this idea of like becoming aware with the fact that our sin is not something that we just have to get rid of once. Like we have to keep denying ourselves, which means saying no to sin every single day until our cross is replaced with the crown. Yeah. Like I just love that. I love that idea. And it's such a beautiful aspect when you think about a race because this race that you're fighting, you're running. Yeah. It takes endurance, but it takes endurance because in this race, you're going to be tempted. Mm -hmm. You were, you are going to fall. You are going to be, like entrapped in sin or Mm -hmm. maybe not entrapped but like definitely tempted and fall into sin because we're all sinners yeah and like i just love this idea of how she says like it's replaced with a crown yeah it's not good there are going to be times that it's not easy and i would argue by there are going to be times i would mean a lot of the time it's not going to be easy and exactly what she said like do they understand that that verse of denying yourself daily yeah. Like, and at the beginning of this podcast, when I said, you know, you got to sign up, you got to make that intentional decision. But then it's a decision every single day after that, too, to say, God, I will follow you today. Like, I'm I will still deny, gonna run this marathon. Yeah, I will deny my flesh desires. I will deny what I naturally want to do and I will follow you. And that when we do give into our desires, that we'll pick ourselves back up again and say, okay, gonna start again. Like, and not just give up entirely, right? Because something I've, 
someone someone's told me before like Jesus lived 33 years on this earth and did not give in temp- into temptation and that built like on itself like every mm-hmm. time you say no to temptation like it's harder and harder and harder once you give into sin it's just like oh man and then it's kind of like you're just starting from scratch all over again do you know what mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. that's like a hard thing to try and like verbally explain but like he continually endured in saying no yeah to sin we'll say no for like i don't know a month a year and then we'll like fall into it and then like okay, yeah. start from scratch again and there is grace for us there but like he did it for his whole life. He was perfect for his whole life. Like he denied himself for 33 years, mm-hmm. which is wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful. It is. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Like the I Lord know. is so good. And knowing that we don't run this race on our own is yeah. really what makes the race worthwhile. Yeah. And I don't know if it's in that section or it's cause you want to read another section. Yeah, right? I do. It's but, so good. <laughs> but we were talking earlier, Becky and I, that like the beauty of God doesn't ask us to do something that he hasn't already been willing to do. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, and the light bulb kind of went off for me earlier. I was talking to Becky about this. Like sometimes it's like, why did Jesus come and like live 30 years with no public ministry and kind of just, we don't know what he did. He was just like a carpenter with his dad and like did his stuff and hung out with his brothers and sisters. Like, we don't know. And then he did a public ministry for three years. It's like, why didn't he just like, come as an adult and then he would still have the experience on this earth. But then it's like, no, he ran the race, mm-hmm. the race he's asking you to run. He's run it. Like and he's done a, it. It's more excruciating. Exactly. Because <laughs> he constantly denied himself yeah. and was perfect and lived as a perfect God on a sinful, broken, terrible planet, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like the things that he's asking you to do and to deny yourself to run this race, he's not just this, this, you know, grumpy tyrant king God up in heaven looking down on us being like, run faster, run fast. Like, that's not who he is. He's like, I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've done that. I've tripped over every like rock that you're running as you go now. Like I've, I've gone through the stuff, you know? And he got the end of the race that we all deserve. Yeah. And he didn't deserve it. No. Like at all. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, this other section that I want to read, um, she describes like this version of Jesus, um, where to say like he couldn't, he might not love all that much or like the reasons why he did, like she, she paints this picture, not saying that that's real, right. but like just to put it out there. Um, like to give a contrast yeah, of who to he give actually a contra- is. Yeah. To, yes. to then explain what, yeah. who he is and how he, um, and how he loves. And yeah. um, this this section, again, it's another little chunky section, but it just finishes and it ties in so well mm. with this podcast. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm reading it. The Lord just was like connecting all the dots yes. this week. And I was so excited because I was reading. <laughs> Anyways, um, so she says, but the true story is, is that Jesus did care. So before she was saying like, what if he didn't care? But mm-hmm. like the true story is that Jesus did care. He'd cared to the point of utter misery, which shook the blood from his body and the p- petitions from his heart. It is the great agony that we see in Jesus as he endured that reveals to us his unimaginable love for his father. He would rather the cup pass than not to abide in this love. The great contrast between Jesus, between us and Jesus is this. Jesus was sorrowful at the prospect of him experiencing the displeasure of God, but most, if not all, of us became sorrowful at the prospect of not experiencing the pleasures of sin. Mm. Oh, that's an oof. There's so much more, but that was like, oh, that's yeah. a, a big part. Um, Jesus didn't endure because he was strong. He was most likely at one of the weakest points of, of his humanity, but he endured because he loved his God. Therefore, he was fully committed to doing the will of God, no matter the cost. This love is what will help us persevere, a love that sees knowing God as the body's greatest pleasure. Mm. Even in tears and pain and difficulty, we keep fighting because we know being in his will is infinitely better than being in our own. And just like Jesus, we endure because we know joy will always be on the other side of obedience. I'm Mm. reading that line again. And just like Jesus, we endure because we know joy will always be on the other side of our obedience. So we look to him, the founder and perfecter of our faith, 
um, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Hebrews 12, verse 2. I love how that just ties in so perfectly with like how we began with that passage and even Mm -hmm. how this is at that, like it ends with that passage. And I, I just love the contrast that she, that she brings out and talks about how the the great contrast is that Jesus was sorrowful with him experiencing this life on the cross for us, but we're sorrowful because we don't don't get get to to experience the life of pleasures of sin. Yep. Like that's a fat oof. I just, I'm just thinking of, um, my dad and I often do Lent, um, mm-hmm. and we're in Lent right now. Um, for those who maybe don't know, 40 days before Easter, sometimes people give something up, like they fast something. Um, and we've been doing it for a number of years now, and I try to pick something that I love that would be very hard to like give up because, yeah. again, that's one of those asking God to push me out of my comfort zone, right? And this, I, I didn't think I was going to talk about this, but when you were talking about it, I was like, I just have to bring it up. I'm giving up watching TV by myself, which for some people they are like, okay, big whoop. That's huge for me. Um, and I'm right at the beginning right now. And so I haven't even like, I've started, but like not really started yet. Um, cause I haven't even had an opportunity to be home by myself yet. Like I've just been with people and whatnot. Anyway, that's all rambling. Um, and I so often find myself watching things that I shouldn't be watching and watching things that aren't excellent and praiseworthy and noble and pure and lovely and true. You know what I mean? Like that verse in Philippians. And I'm like, but I just want to, like, I just Mm want to watch it. And I just think like when you said that, like in that moment, like I desire sin more than obedience to God and the joy that comes with that. Hmm. And I feel like there are so many things in our lives that we think we want them because we think they'll be good. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we don't even understand how much better things would be without them because God wants what is best for you. Yep. So when he sets this path before you in this race before you even though it is so hard sometimes the joy on the other side of it is so worth it Mm -hmm. you know and I I tell people sometimes the I think I've talked about it before in here but just that that analogy that Francis Chan does where he shows a little piece of rope with a knot in it and it's like this is your time here on earth and then he just pulls the rope and it just comes forever and ever and it's like this is eternity and it's Mm -hmm. like I would rather live a terrible like life a hard life full of of denying myself and not getting what I want and doing what God wants and going through hardship and persecution and whatever it is I would rather live that and then get to spend eternity with him in joyful bliss Mm -hmm. than get to do whatever I want here on this earth and then burn in hell like yeah right and yeah. it's, but we just get so we caught for, up and we forget about that. Yeah, we do because, because we're we don't not have a focus yep. on the yep. end of the race. Exactly. Yeah. And not focused on, uh, let me change that wording. We don't understand hmm. what Jesus, what he paid. Right. Yeah. So that we could have that. Like today I heard, like Louis said, my pastor, he said, like, God's grace is free, but don't misunderstand that for cheap Hmm. because it was worth everything. Yeah. And we treat it like it was cheap Mm -hmm. because we continually sin and just say, well, he'll forgive us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. One other thing that Jackie Hill Perry said in this book was that the root of all sin is unbelief. Yeah. And when I was thinking about joy and the joy that's set before us at the end, like our unbelief that causes us to sin is this, is this lie that the joy I'm going to feel now, the pleasure that I will get now is going to be better than if I deny myself, take up my cross, follow Jesus, and then receive joy through obedience. Instant gratification. It's going to be better now than it would be if I did all that. And do not get me wrong. And that's a lie. That is so hard to do. Oh, extremely. That is so hard to remember, right? Yeah. But yeah, I just hope and pray in us yeah. talking about this and talking about the race that it's like encouraged you and like like I was kind of talking about earlier, like pumped you up a little bit <laughs> too, right? And just like 
guys, like, let's run this race and let's run it well with endurance. But also don't misunderstand that for trying to do it all on your own. Yeah. Right. Allow Jesus to carry you like through this race, yeah. too. And I think a great um, verse to just finish it off with is Second Timothy four, verse seven. It says this is Paul talking here and. I want to be able to say this at the end of my life, right? Like I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's pray that that, like let's pray that, like let's have that as our goal, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, after seeing him, we pray that you go and, and make, make him, him known. known.